welcome to Dungeons and Diapers. I'm your host, Ryan, this week. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Crofton. How's it going, Crofton? It's going pretty good, Ryan. We're recording this on a Friday, which is unusual for us. We are generally Thursday folks, so I have that weekend feeling, but I'm also super wrecked from the week. So it's kind of a mixed bag. You? Yeah. No, I feel you on that. Um, I have uh, one week left of my parental leave and um i remember you and i i we've had some chats you know between and after recordings and and whatnot about uh being on parental leave and and work and stuff and you described maybe a month ago that i was heading into like the weekend of my parental leave we might have discussed it on the show i can't remember uh but yeah now i guess i'm on like the post dinner sunday (laughs) i guess of a long weekend that's a hundred percent it. So now the the concept for listeners is that Ryan is uh, the amount of vacation or time off that you have from work. If you pare it down to like a weekend, like you normally have two days off a week. It if you're if you're off for two weeks when you're on the last weekend of that two weeks, it you know it's a full weekend, and other people like on that Friday night would be like, oh yeah, TGIF, it's the weekend. But you're like, oh, it's the last weekend of my two weeks. I'm going back to work. It's all perspective, right? Well, Ryan's been off for months and months and months, and now he's on the last entire week before he goes back. Which to me, you know, an entire week sounds pretty good. Obviously, if I had a whole week off, I'd be like, sweet deal. If the, if next week I was off, I'd be so happy. But for Ryan, it's the last week of many, so I can understand why he's not. But it does raise an interesting thing, Ryan, that I had not thought about. I am heading towards my Christmas vacation to my my time off for Christmas. You are just returning to work um, as people are getting ready for Christmas break. So, like, are you taking, like, Christmas vacation or anything? Uh, Yeah, so I had a a quick chat with... Uh, managers at work just to kind of be like when do when when do I return it's been long enough that we should probably just confirm what that date is it's not like you're off for you know you set a start and end date it's more like parental leave is like I will take the um, this x amount of weeks what does that equal to um but in terms of like a Christmas break I you know it was tempting to bridge the gap from where I ended my parental leave and then go right into the holidays because it's really not it's only like an additional week week and a half on top of what i would normally take off um so i figured i'd like i could find a way to bridge that just to be off until the new year but honestly i kind of realized like nah i should go back i should like dig myself out of my mountain of email and and get reacquainted with you know a lot changes in nine months and just get comfortable you know back into the back into the work sort of uh routine um but yeah I'll, I'll take christmas break i you know i always try to take between christmas and, and New years that's always been my sort of go-to uh is to take between christmas and new year's just to kind of have a lull between those two two holidays that people seem to try to you know latch onto in terms of family gatherings probably won't have that this year uh it's probably going to be a very quiet family-esque gathering like not i don't even think we're doing really anything no i mean i don't know i should probably check no we're out. we're kind of the same we're just figuring it out like if anything we might meet my mom and my brother outside somewhere and do like maybe a walk or whatever but it's going to mostly be at home uh as for public health guidelines what's nice at the very least like i always i i think we even talked about it on the show about how christmas being sort of like this line in the sand that people were had mentally but what what's happened is that the vaccines have been announced and are now on their way and and they're talking about rollout plans and stuff so that light is there at the end of the tunnel tunnel i think it would have been really tough had we been rolling into christmas and being given that advice um you know the hard advice not to have the gatherings and all of this meanwhile no vaccines and no no hope in the future um that would have been brutal and and luckily we have at least that light at the end of the tunnel because uh, uh i think we're we're bummed about christmas but we're like oh you know what like maybe as early as fairly early in the new year we'll be back to hanging out with our family pretty regularly so mm-hmm. yeah for sure we'll we'll see how we'll see how things go obviously things are moving very quickly and uh hopefully hopefully we're back to you know pre-covid normal and 
in the next year. Uh, I know it's it's hard to it's hard to see where we're going, but um, hopefully we can get some good news in the new year, as you said. Uh, uh, before you roll into the dungeons, oh. Ryan, I have an important announcement to make. This is actually a historic podcasting episode for me. I have, of course hosted the world famous good bad or bullshit podcast with my two meat-headed friends and then i i host this show with you and occasionally i guest host other um entertaining programs but in all of that time i have never done a podcast standing up hmm. and uh today is the first day i have this sit stand thing i have raised it because we don't do a video version of this show uh, i can have the mic kind of block on the screen right in front of me and so we are we both talked about kind of trying to do a little bit of a shorter version today because uh it's the weekend and we want to get to our fun stuff and and all of that but um but for me i've added this extra timer of how long can my legs hold out uh and we will we will see so either this is going to give me more energy make me more cranky i don't know but i'm excited to find out yeah well we'll see how it goes i i have a feeling that you'll be able to stand for at least gosh i don't know let's take let's put put your bets you can do the dungeons and diapers uh how long can crofton stand bet write your email as soon as you start the uh, recording and then let us know uh crofton will let you know how long he can stand okay Okay, actually, with that <laughs> opening, with that opening, I'm going to do one side story before we go into the... the you're, the, you're, uh, you're, you're pushing your own. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, uh, I worked in circa the year 2000 to 2003, summer jobs for Nintendo of Canada. And at that time, um, we were promoting the new, brand spanking new Game Boy Advance. Is cutting edge 32 bit portable console color, not backlit, but that would come soon, whatever. Um, and we got as a game promoter, I would go to these events, and uh, so that people didn't rip off the Game Boys, they would be attached normally to these stands, but also so that you could circulate and walk around. There were Game Boy belts that I would wear, and they had pockets, so like. I was like a cowboy, if you will. Instead of guns, I had Game Boy Advances, and I had them like surrounding my body. And um, I would give a Game Boy to someone, and it would be attached to me via like, you know, those little, um, it's like they're metal wires that stretch out kind of thing. They're really thin. Anyway, uh, it's hard, hard, to, hard to explain, but like they're connected to me by, by this, this metal wire. And because it's kind of like elastic, like if you let one go, it kind of like will go zoom back. Yeah, it's to like me. you put like, your ID cards on them, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Th those types of things, except like made of a little more robust stuff. And um, and anyway, when you let it go, it doesn't slap back as hard as the the ID card does. It just sort of slowly pulls back. Um, but uh, you know, often it's these sweaty little kids that are playing with them, and. Uh, and they're getting so they're they're holding the Game Boys, and they're getting like slightly pulled towards me because there's a slight pull on the cord. And then within like five ten minutes, I've got like six sweaty heads like leaning against leaning against me all around, and I have to stand there essentially. And then you know, kids come, kids go out or whatever. I'm like a, a standing game console for like hours sometimes like my feet are just murdered at the end of the day like and, and so in terms of standing length and i'm i i tell you i'm not in my prime right now i admit it as i was in the year 2000 2001 but man i could stand a long time at that point and i would like shift my weight shift my weight i, I did all sorts of research into is this considered good exercise or not turns out not really <laughs> you need to actually take steps but uh but yeah that's my standing bona fides for you there ryan hmm interesting yeah no i mean um i could see how, how I, those those type of positions always seem to be uh highly sought after by by sort of like the teenager age like oh i get to be around video games constantly but i think once you become adult you realize like i don't 
I'd probably rather just play the games, <laughs> you know, than than like be around the games. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, it does. A lot of those video game entry level positions, promotions, game testing, they they, they definitely are not as great as you think they are in their in your mind. Um, uh, they and for me at the time, it was definitely an entry, you know, an entry into the the world of video games. Although I will say. That you know, for a student job in universities, pretty sweet job. I I I got to go to a lot of events, meet a lot of people, and 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 uh, really uh, really have some some fun. So there was some shitty parts, but generally it was pretty good. Um, sort of like the like a dungeon, you know. There's some good things in a dungeon, Ooh. but mostly shitty stuff. Uh well, in our the dungeons we usually reserve for this show, they're usually clean and well kept and fun. So. Uh, let's talk about dungeons. Let's dive in. Crofton, you've got a bunch of video games listed, and I need to know how you are finding the time to split between Divinity, Hitman, and Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Well, it's actually easier um, said than done, Ryan, because I'm actually not playing that that many video games. It just so happens that since we recorded last, you and I both talked about Spider-Man Miles Morales. I wanted to put the cherry on top of that when I finished it, obviously, um, as I expect that you did as well. Uh, would that be safe to say? Yeah, no, I, I have finished it. I actually 100%ed it, which is not... Um... It's not as hard as it sounds in the sense that uh, I didn't get all the trophies. I just got 100% in the first playthrough. And you don't yeah. have to, like, get three stars and everything. You just kind of have to do it, everything. It's so nicely made that way. Even the 2018 Spider-Man was nicely made that way. Where, But this is even more so. Like, they're not egregious in making you get to 100%. It's just kind of like... These are the activities. If you do most of them or whatever, we will give you 100%. Um, and so I, I very much enjoyed that. I got 100% as well. Um, and uh, I'm not necessarily going to do a new game plus, but it is really like, it has really renewed my interest and appetite in the concept of taking these open worlds that are developed for these giant AAA games, tons of resources, and repurposing them into you know smaller bite-sized chunks or other games. Like I, I very much like that it's a shorter experience, um, but obviously to design that entire New York City for that experience would have been brutal. But they just had to repurpose it, reskin it, change some stuff. Uh, the bones, the template. Of, of Spider-Man 2018 is there and they were able to, to to build on that and I just see like like I think of all the work that goes into these Assassin's Creed games that are just huge or all the work that goes into um you know like any of these games really and that they're able to 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 repurpose parts of the map I'm wondering when Breath of the Wild 2 comes on like it's obviously going to be a complete other game but I imagine that it's going to be sort of a high highly remixed maybe same map from breath of the wild one and that would be cool like it i i'm i'm open to that sort of stuff like let's save let's save some assets and you know um cyberpunk is about to come out i'm sure it's going to be loaded to the brill with content but then eventually they will have expansions like the witcher 3 did and i think that they can just repurpose and reuse this this great investment that they've created so anyway Spider-Man Miles Morales. I just wanted to note it, note that I finished it. It's a great game. Really enjoyed the size of it. Really had a had a good time. But I finished that shortly after we recorded last. Um, and uh, the other thing is that I got. I think when we recorded last, I I may have just got or was thinking of buying this new monitor for my computer. Was that last episode? I think you had purchased it. I can't remember. Yeah, I know you send it to me oh i i yeah. don't know i don't think it was on the show i think it was over twitter or dm or whatever I, all right well i bought a ago. new monitor <laughs> i bought a new monitor and i got it really fast and it's huge and i'm standing up looking at it now and i really really enjoy it it's it's a big sort of curved screen um got all sorts of bells and whistles from my computer and i was like man what's a game that i have that i could i could test it out on and just check it out on and and get a sense like it's got hdr and it's got these other things and uh the epic game store gives out these free games every so often and i pretty much always claim them but i never play them which is um i think a lot of people but uh, one of the ones that i claimed a while back was the original hitman and by original i mean the remake of hitman from a couple of years ago um and 
and I I just thought it would be a neat immersive graphical showcase for me to sort of uh, like my computer my video card's a couple of years old so I thought that it would it would you know deliver a good performance of that game plus the screen and all that and man I didn't expect to get into it as much as I did. I just thought it would be something that I'd play for a few minutes. I'm only like on the first real big mission. Like there's training missions and stuff at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Paris, which is this the first main mission. But it is very impressive. Like it, it is a crazy puzzle uh, with so many variant ways to approach a situation. And yes, it, it's it's violent in the sense that you're you're trying to kill someone. But if you think of that as like the solution to the puzzle and some of the ways you can do it, the best ways are stealthy. Um, and uh, I didn't think I would like it that much. I've never really gotten into a Hitman game, but so far so good on that one. So I wanted to flag that. And then finally, I finished Divinity 2, which I've been talking about for months and months. I was playing with my friends um, and we, we finished the campaign. And uh, it was really, really great. But now we're all super sad that it's over. And that happens, you know, very soon after our last recording. And so me and one of the two friends have pivoted to Divinity Original Sin 1, um, which is a two-player game. Uh, and uh, we had been playing it on sort of off nights when the third person couldn't play. And so now we're into that. And uh, while, while it's, you know, lacks the polish of Divinity Original Sin 2, I still think it is a very good game. And if you like the second one and want more content, go back to the first one. You'll probably enjoy it. So that's my Dungeons video game brief. I played all those those games, but I'm really like, I play Divinity 1 now from night to night when my friend's available uh, and I'm playing Hitman. Uh, but but I'm not even I'm even that is something that you just play a little bit of and then you move on. So I don't really like I'm saving myself for Cyberpunk 2077, which should be here soon. Mm-hmm. Not too far off uh, next Thursday, to be exact, of, of this recording, December 10th. Uh, I'm also looking forward to playing Cyberpunk, although I've I have no idea when I'm gonna find the time to uh to play it and or enjoy it thoroughly, but we will uh we will find find a way. Life finds a way. Uh I've been I've been kind of, you know, bouncing between games with the kids and sort of ideas around doing more with video games with the with the family, having um sort of a COVID Christmas. We haven't really done the virtual stuff outside of like let's do a quick facebook slash google duo call um and i kind of uh wanted to expand into into a little bit with uh we played um jackbox party games on an extra life stream and i thought you know what would be really cool is if we could do trivia with the family that would be interested in doing an online trivia game uh and and have it not just be like a typical sort of like uh I don't know what's a trivia game that everyone plays. Uh, my brain is screaming charades, but that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of what's the other one with all the the the, the categories. Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit. Thank you. Played that a little bit, and and you know Ashley's side of the family is very much into more trying more you know different board games. Like when Cards Against Humanity was big, they were into it. They were happy to play it. They would even borrow my sets from time to time. Not much playing that right now, but. Um, I was thinking like of doing some Jackbox games over zoom and I, and I mean, all the technological stuff would be on my side of figuring out how to, um, share the main screen of Jackbox games so that they can see it. And then also we could communicate and also they would have their own devices to control Jackbox. And really, um, once I got my head around how it worked while we were on stream, I was, I was much more able to kind of see it. Okay. Maybe I could walk people through this. Now, mind you, like, I think the hardest part is going to be scheduling everybody because I said to Ashley, like, throw it out there to your family. Let's see if we can get something going before Christmas just to kind of test it out. And if it goes well, we can do more in the new year. Like everyone. And I got to say, like, during these COVID times, I figured, oh, you know, we'll reach out and everyone will be like, of course, let's do it this Friday. What else are we doing? Um, And I don't need to get into details, but everyone either didn't respond or they've got plans and uh outside of watching the new episode of the mandalorian i really don't know what you're doing on a friday night during during these times but uh you could be recording a podcast so i guess i shouldn't really judge too much 
Uh, but we are going to try to set it up. Um, it's probably going to turn into tech support for me, I would imagine. Um, but I'm hoping with Zoom, I can just be like, set up the meeting. Here's the link. Click it. Maybe do a little bit of downloading or setting up. I don't know. Am I should I should I try to like steer this car off the cliff a little bit? No, or? no, you should definitely do it because I want want to do it. I want to do it with my fa- friends and uh, family. This Jackbox Party Pack. I, it's on my list of things to keep exploring because nobody else is going to do it. You and I are both in the situation where we're kind of like in the, our family, the ones that are a little more avant-garde on tech stuff and, and, and you know, like in, in gaming and, and that sort of stuff. My parents uh, uh, were into trivia my brother is really into trivia and that sort of stuff but i think they're also into like just playing a fun game now ryan if i understand correctly jackbox party pack is it that one person needs to own the game like own this game and then everybody else and then they they run it through like a a, a platform like a zoom or a whatever um a, a, a they, they share their screen, if you will, uh, of, of the Jackbox game and that everybody else would then use their like phones and devices to play. Is that how it works? Yeah. So essentially, uh, it, you know, when I first started playing Jackbox party games, you know, when the first one came out, it was it was more about being in the same room and then er- everyone had either uh, a controller or I think the first one that came out, you had a controller. And then maybe the second one, they said, hey, now you can use your phone and connect to this like online service that syncs with the game. It could have been there from the get-go, but I, I don't really remember that. But now how it works is like one person has to own the game, which would be me. So that takes out a lot of the technological stuff on my side because I'm one of two gamers that would kind of know what Steam is, let alone Jackbox Party Games. And and that makes it a lot easier because like if I own the game and I set up the game and just say to you know, friends and family, like, okay, click on the Zoom link. It'll show you the Jackbox um, screen, which gives you the code you need to join into the game on your phone. So phone, tablet, even a computer, you can use that to connect into the game. And um, really, it it's like multiple choice to drawing, to doodling, to... I mean, those are the those are the two big ones, is doodling and multiple choice that you're doing as part of this uh uh part of okay the- i i got another question yeah yeah so how like and again dealing with elderly relatives that are like okay i enter the code and then i join the game um what are they like how are they d- engaging in voice chat at the time that they're doing this well it would like- be through zoom so like I, I think what what i would need and what i've kind of i, I wrote out an email for Ashley to, to send to the, or to at least review it to and then me? I'll send it. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. No, to send to the family. Oh, right. Them too. But <laughs> I can send it to you too, if you want to use it for your family. But, but essentially what it is, is like, here are the three parts. The first part is if you want to create a zoom count ahead of time. Awesome. If you want to wait until I send you the link for the meeting, do that too. Zoom is a key part in what you'll need to communicate with everybody because that makes it more of like you're in the same room, right? And allows you to see the main screen, which you'll need. It doesn't have to be Zoom. You're just using Zoom as an example, right? Zoom, it doesn't have to be Zoom. I mean, if your family is, if your family is using Discord or Google Hangouts, as long as you have a way to share your screen, um, I did a test with Zoom and, and Zoom allows you to share your desktop and even share specific applications that are open. So I can choose specifically Jackbox and it presents it as my camera to everybody. Um, but Zoom also has a 30 minute timer, right? Where all these other ones are free. I think Zoom's removed that for the pandemic. I could be completely wrong. In which I think that might be wrong. But anyway, no. keep going. maybe Zoom like business. I use it. I know that whenever I'm in a meeting and it requires Zoom at 30 minutes or you get hard cut and they give you they give you some warnings and stuff like although in the government we haven't used it for a while because we've transitioned to MS Teams and stuff and if you have a paid Zoom account like I we use Zoom when we play Divinity but that's because one of us has a paid Zoom account and it's not me. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Now, I could have sworn it was it was free during the pandemic. Like, but you're right. There's a thirty to forty minute limit. So you're you're right. I might have to look into that a little bit. But but honestly, you could use Discord. I mean, you're really really what your barrier to entry is going to be is from a technical side of like how do they see this? And really, 
what might be easier is to use a combination of what what everyone is comfortable with like maybe google hangouts is the easy one because they because they just have to download a specific app or use a web app i think anything that has a web app that doesn't require an additional account especially for like you know, in-laws or parents, uh, older non-technical folks, um, Discord is probably off the table. But if you're playing with your friends, Discord's perfect because you just, you literally join a voice channel, you stream the game to that voice channel, and they're able to see the game and able to interact. And and that's what we actually did when we were playing over Twitch. I guess the delay on Twitch was causing issues. So the folks that were playing with us, I just streamed through the Discord channel and um, they were able to play a little closer. So, so not to get too tacky on this, it, because Discord's a non-starter. This is hmm. a Discord is the worst. It's for gamers. It, it's like my my mom is not going to get Discord. Where, whereas um, whereas something like Skype or MS or uh, Facebook Messenger uh, or WhatsApp, even like those are. So as long as I can share my screen, bottom line, I'm good to go with Jackbox Party Pack. You're going to send me all the, the directions of how to do it that Ashley's going to write for me. This is great. I, I'm I'm running the directions, but I was right, using right, Ashley whatever. A, I'm not I'm not picky. No, so basically, yeah, Google Meet might work. Like I think most folks have a Google account of some kind, and that that might make things a lot smoother in terms of like you really just need a way for people to hear you. And I mean, this isn't going to be a podcast experience. This is going to be, you know, room mics. There's going to be a need for echo locate or echo cancellation. Um, so there's, it's a trial and error thing. We'll see how it goes. I don't, it sounds like I'm not like the one people, the one group of folks who said they would do it were like, well, let's look at it in the new year, which is like the classic put it off <laughs> response, especially in December. Um, that's like that's like I've heard that eight times this past week at work. People are like, "Oh yeah, we'll look at it in the new year." Yep, that's a pass it on. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's one of those I'm things. Ke- I'm keen though, Ryan. Like, I and honestly, I might even be in it on it before you are because we're looking. I think my, you know, my brother and and and, and my mom and some of my family members are, you know, feeling it right now. Uh, my brother is a really active outdoors type guy. And even a lot of the things like we're in that in between time, all the snow is melted, but you can't, you know, the gyms are closed. There's like, there's anyway, people, this is a, this is a shitty time of year, even though it's not November anymore, the absolute worst month of the year. See last episode for details on that. It is almost as bad because um, the beginning so far of this year, at least where we are, has been kind of rough. So Jackbox, I think like, I know the sales have been crazy and I am. I think like I, I'm also going to try it out and uh, with my family, and maybe we can compare notes afterwards and see how it went for each of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'll definitely uh, report back here, and hopefully by the next episode, I'll, I'll have at least a test done, and we'll see how it goes. I, I will need to look into Zoom, although I, you know, I use Zoom for some technical stuff uh, to help some folks out with computers, and I'm pretty sure it went all over an hour. And we didn't get any so but maybe that's different from a meeting. I don't know. A lot of these services are doing like the whole pandemic, you know, we're waiving the time limits type thing. Although if you have a business account, obviously you have more features. Um the other thing I was doing is is more kids related. I've been playing Bug Snacks with the kids and um they're absolutely digging it. Uh I would say that if you have access to a PS4, PS5, or even your PC check out bug snacks and and play with your kids because uh it's kind of delightful it's a mix between pokemon and um gosh like pokemon and you're you're catching these things but you're not just throwing a a ball or weakening them you're kind of having to have to trick them into going into your traps a lot of people have kind of you know maybe compared it to ape escape in the way you're trying to i never played a lot of ape escape but that's what i've heard but essentially like the cute and cuddly bug snacks that are like these fruits and veggies and sandwiches food types have like these googly eyes and they repeat their names like pokemon like the burgers run around and go bunger 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 and now i have my kids running around the house going bunger 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 and um you are on this island with bug snacks and the thing is when the the grumpuses which are the furry sort of humanoid creatures whenever you eat a bug snack it turns one of your limbs into that into that food type so if you eat a strawberry and you choose to turn your hand into the into the the strawby the bug snacks your hand then becomes a bunch of strawberries and um 
For some reason, that's cute for kids, but totally terrifying to me because their limbs do not shift back. They stay as bug snacks throughout the entirety of the game, and no one seems to mind this. I, I find it quite uh, frightening. So, uh, I mean, but the kids are into it. So, if the kids are into it, maybe I'm just old. I don't know. Honestly, that's a game. Like, I just Googled some of the images because I've heard it mentioned so many times. I still had no idea what it looked like. I'm looking at it now and I'm just thinking to myself, man, this is perfect. I need to get this game. I think my family would, uh, would like it. And we need it. We need a new sort of game. We're playing Overcooked right now, which is something I didn't think that Gwen would be able to handle. But she actually is. And it's been pretty fun. But I think we need more of like a, a, a meteor, pun intended. Um, piece of entertainment and uh bug snacks looks like it might it, it might fit the bill uh pretty well yeah no it's a lot of fun um my kids aren't really controlling the game they're 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 not quite there yet it's a little intricate in setting traps like the first trap the first bug snacks you try to catch are very simple you scan them it shows their path you set the trap on the path uh, if you get too close to the bug snacks, you scare them into a bush and they hide. So you kind of just hide behind a rock. Then you get a little notification on your like character's watch that shows something's in the trap. You hit the button, you've trapped the bug snack, you go pick it up within the time frame before it escapes. And that's like the very basic of catching bug snacks, but it quickly evolves from there as you get like a, an additional six tools. And there are like four or five more areas. And you're trying to like do these quests for uh, these grumpuses to kind of figure out what's going on on this island. So that's the core sort of loop. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's got that Pixar feel where it's very like, this is this feels like it's for kids, but has that edge there for adults, but isn't like, you know, ruining the experience for yeah. the kids. Um, there's a little bit there that kind of comes up to the edge where, uh, you are, you are a journalist and you're interviewing these characters and it's a, it's a lot of talking heads. Um, they're saying funny things. So for the most part, the kids are entertained, but really it's less about cut. You're not catching bug snacks in that two to three minute sequence. Right. You're talking to a funny looking character and, um, you're not voiced. So you, they get half the conversation unless you're reading like I am in a very comical way. I would just say that like PlayStation in particular, I've, I've really noticed this since having kids just is awful for kids games for the most part. Like I, I cannot count the amount of great experiences we've had on the switch. It has been crazy experiences that I've loved that Gwen's loved. Um, I have like the Ratchet and Clank remake and a couple of other, a couple of other games that I think would be, you know, triple a, kids experiences but they're still like ratchet and clank is still shoot everything like i'm not going to do that until she's you know closer to 10 or something as opposed to it being a six-year-old right so i I look into these games and often if playstation does have kids games they're kind of like second tier especially compared to that triple a nintendo stuff right so i've ignored it i i don't think to go on the ps uh playstation store for kids games uh when a kids game or a game that would appeal to kids comes out on playstation i don't see it and so now i've heard i've heard about this one enough uh see ryan your two things today your jackbox and your bug snacks are going to end up costing me money also the way that you said uh you described that game you must have said bug snacks 150 times so um if somebody wants to play a fun drinking game they can rewind this episode and take a shot whenever ryan says bug snacks and you're still standing be... right so everyone's yeah. everyone's looking for something to to drink too so my feet uh, hurt <laughs> yeah my feet hurt um well you know before we jump into the diapers i wanted to say that we got a donation from for our extra life promotion so we are going to be doing a, a another kids show review uh this time of me and me and that review comes courtesy of the donation from whirlwind uh, lovely listener whirlwind um if you want to donate we're, we're we are running out of time uh donations are accepted till december 31st you can do so by going to bit.ly slash extra life ryan 100 percent of your donation goes to sick kids in toronto which is a children's miracle network hospital and uh if you donate 20 dollars or above you can suggest a kids tv show for us to review you've heard a couple of those already we did the paw patrol dino rescue And we've also done Naughty with some fun clips and stuff, so hopefully you've been enjoying those. 
Uh, we'd actually love to hear if you uh, have any feedback on those. You can let us know at the end of the show. We'll we'll drop some some contact details. But uh, let's change some diapers. It has been a busy week, and I'm sure the kids had a lot to do with it. I know they have on my side. But uh, Crofton, what do you got for me? You you had a busy week. You had a, a surprise birthday come up. Hey, just before I talk about Ryan, I'm going to add to this by making – I noticed when you were plugging a Whirlwind there, you were having problems saying uh, his name uh, and uh, it, because it felt like the word that you were saying ended up sounding sort of tongue twister-like and um, – just prefacing whirlwind with which or something beforehand and made it made it hard to say so i have just realized that i have a secret skill which is tongue twisters um and uh i mentioned it on good bad or bullshit but here's the deal that episode will probably not be published for 10 years um and so yeah uh, i I noticed that uh not not to bring bo into this but i noticed bo is back on the uh published oh yeah (laughs) published yeah yeah For sure. So, uh, but there'll be some great, some, there's some, we've had some great episodes. I can't wait for them to be released. But that said, one of them involved me uh, doing tongue twisters or trying to get the boys to do tongue twisters. And so uh, I am going to ask you, I'm going to test you, Ryan, here and see if you can do a tongue twister. Let us start just very quickly with one that is quite easy, which is the woodchuck. Um, or like the, it's a well-known one. So, uh, can, do you know that how much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Uh, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Oh, very good, Ryan. No mistakes. Can you do it faster? Uh, <laughs> how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could? Well, oh, I almost had it. See, you almost did. It was pretty good. Now, observe the master at work. Or listen, because you can't observe. Here we go. Watch me screw it up right here. That would be hilarious. <laughs> now I'm going to make myself laugh. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck of woodchuck could chuck wood? A woodchuck could chuck no amount of wood since a woodchuck can't chuck wood. But even if a woodchuck could chuck wood, and even if a woodchuck would chuck wood, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? Bam. Yeah. How about them apples? I think you did it. I did it. You uh, you figured it out. Uh, Yeah, so like... So this is an episode of GBB that's coming down the line that we have to look forward to about about tongue twisters. Oh no, it's just I I make them do tongue twisters while they try to do a topic, just like you're trying to do diapers and I'm making you do tongue twisters. It's essentially uh you know just me taking over the podcast. So yes, birthday as you said, uh, it was my wife's birthday. Uh, her birthday's on the third of December. Which uh, happy birthday, honey! If you listen to this, which you're probably not, but that's okay. I still love you. Um, and, uh, I, I just, you know, it is, it is a rough season to begin with, right? Like it's Christmas. Um, I used to think that you had a ton of time between the beginning of the month to Christmas, but now it's like with kids, there's more and more to do lots of heavy lifting. My birthday is December 31st. Um, my, uh, brother's daughter's birthday is december 2nd um and now and then my wife's birthday is is december 3rd so it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of these activities um uh, that are taking place so i just felt like the past week and so i just you, you feel pressure and as a as a husband i feel it because my wife does is such a grip like a heavy lifter for the family in this regard most of the time so for christmas for instance my wife handles everything like she's she's got lists planning out gifts for different people if it's somebody's birthday during the year she's on top of it you know like she's got stuff planned out um and and i just ride the wave you know it's it's fairly easy for me the one thing i have to be sure not to mess up is her birthday right which is like puts that added amount of pressure whatever like i put it on myself i just want to do a good job because she does such a great job for everybody else and she does such a great job for the family and stuff for birthdays so like just last week i was because of course i you know if it had been her she would have wait a month before had about 18 amazon orders all 
placed and, and coordinated at the same time because it's me a week before, which again, a week, it's not a day before, like a week before I was week planning. before is still pretty good in my mind. I think, I think so. And uh, anyway, so I was, uh, and I was big on, on getting local stuff and supporting local establishments and stuff for her birthday, both in terms of restaurants and food and desserts. Like I'm, I can't make supper or cake. If I did, it would be disappointing. So, and plus it's hard to hide it in, in the house as we are now. So I, 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 I went around, I was driving all around town yesterday and the day before, um, getting stuff, getting food. And yeah, it was, uh, it, it ended up going off without a hitch and I looked pretty, pretty damn good. If I do say so myself, right. Of course it was a collaborative effort. Gwen and Clara also did stuff. Gwen gave her own gift this year. We bought a birdhouse and she painted it. And so that was very nice and she was really excited to give that so yeah it was just uh, it was a good it was a, it was a good uh, break from the pandemic in the sense that like we had a great a fun day um uh it, it's too bad it was kind of in the middle of the week luckily she took it off from work so that's nice from her she got some extra time and stuff but but uh yeah as uh you know moms i appreciate them you know needing the breaks and needing to be pampered uh, they do so much um they, you know, during the, the the rest of the year, that like these these Mother's Days and birthdays and all of anniversaries are they're crucial to uh, giving them the the appreciation that they so richly deserve, right, honey? Are you listening? She's not listening. I yeah. don't think she's listening. Well, you just send her this timestamp, and uh... yeah, yeah. I'm just like, just listen, listen. Don't listen to any other episodes. Just this one. Just this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's really nice, and um, I'm glad that it all worked out. I, I, I will also say this. I, um, going the 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 times where I had to go shopping over the course of the pandemic. Um, I don't we I I don't go out a lot. I don't do the errands. I'm terrible at grocery shopping. A majority of our groceries come from um, the uh, the biweekly or every other week sort of online order that we do. Ashley manages that. Sometimes I will most likely go pick it up. I'll go get it and bring it back. But like a majority of our groceries are done sort of contactless, go to the store, they bring them out to the van and we leave. And it's like, I think it's like a crazy, it's just like a $3 charge. They get all the groceries for you. They, they bring them out. They charge your card. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing that, that, that that service even exists, you know, existed before the pandemic, but, but obviously it's, it's getting big now, but like going shopping, I remember going shopping for Ashley's birthday. And I, you know, I, I didn't take both kids because well, Caden, Caden really wanted to come. Caden came with me and, you know, we both, both wore masks. We went to the mall, we went, um, you know, to the spa to get a gift card. And it was like, it was a really nice experience. It almost felt like you were back to, to normally, like you're interacting with, complete strangers you're 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 buying stuff that's not online it's it's really it's a nice change of pace and i i think i was saying to ashley the other day like i i was running some errands and i said like man i really miss driving you know like i miss driving places five minutes up the street to get a coffee you know 10 minutes across town to go get something or pick something up like it's not enough and I went to get the car oil changed and the guy says like, you're really not driving a whole lot. And I'm like, well, no, I don't think many people are. It's like, yeah, you only put like a thousand kilometers since we saw it in March. And I'm like, whew, that is a lot less than, uh, than I thought. And then the car is our secondary vehicle, but like, it's wild. It's wild. So I'm glad you enjoyed, uh, your Holly shot. Yeah. I hope Jess had a great birthday. And I drove a lot, like to the point uh, that you made there, uh, you know, I don't, I'm also at home all the time. I generally have one outing to the grocery store and I did drive a lot and I was actually a little disappointed as, as an aside, and this is very local, like it's local to the city I'm in, but I, I you know, I went to a couple of big box stores, a Canadian tire, I went to a mall and stuff like that. And they were just absolutely loaded to bear with people. Um, and they were, you know, they were wearing masks mostly, but still it was, it just felt like, come on people. Like I'm here cause it's my wife's birthday. Like, do you need to do all this holiday shopping in person right now? And, and, and like, there's no Santa in the mall. Like, what's the deal? Like, why is, why are there so many people here? And, um, and, uh, yeah, so that was a, uh, it's a little disappointing, uh, to see that. And I, now that I've done my outings, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to stick a bit closer 
uh, to home for the rest of the holiday season and, and try to order maybe gifts in more. Um, but but yeah, all in all, I'm 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 happy with how it went. And uh, now uh, I feel like more with my wife's birthday behind me. I feel like now I'm into the holiday season. Like what Americans Thanksgiving is, they they start the holiday season in late November. They're going all the way to Christmas. For me, December third, my wife's birthday. That is kind of like that marker. Now we're in festive mode. We're doing holiday lights and all of that sort of stuff. This weekend, Ryan, I am going to get a tree mm. and we're going to put it up. Uh, and um, and that should be fun. And and I know you have seven trees already, but for me, this one will be a big deal. So you're getting a, a real tree? We are getting a real tree, not mm. for any traditional reason, for a reason of laziness. Um, and that is because I have a stand. I know that I can just go out in front of a grocery store and pick up a real tree or the Home Depot. Um which we've plugged repeatedly on this show, uh, and and get and get a tree, but um, but to get a artificial tree, I would have to like research which one is good, go and get it because my parents got an artificial tree from Canadian Tire when I was a kid. We had it my entire life. It's still there. It's a piece of shit, but we love it now. It's like nostalgic, right? Like this this garbage tree. Um, but uh, if I buy a, a an artificial tree, I, you know, first off, they're very expensive, like to get a nice one, they're pretty expensive. And then secondly, like I'd, I'd want it to be one that I want to have for years and years and years. And then I'd have to store it in my house, which honestly, I don't have that much room right now. Like there's junk everywhere. Um, so you just combine all those things together. And I just told, cause my wife was kind of pushing for the artificial tree cause we could get it out earlier, you know, and that, and I was just like, you know, I would prefer whatever is easier. And to me, this year, a real tree is easier. And I think in the future, an artificial tree will be easier, but we just need more time to plan it. And once the pandemic is over and we're able to go to stores and look at them and see them set up and not just click on an image that we think might look good in our house, I think I'll feel a lot better. Yeah, we, uh, we, I think, um, I grew up with real trees. Uh, we would actually go, uh as the murphy family my dad's extended family we would go to um not a tree lot but like they all own large pieces of land and then we would go to that land we would cut down a tree it would be a big thing i remember as a kid it would be a big deal you know we'd bring you know a pack of hot dogs to roast on a fire we'd have hot chocolate and thermoses and it was this big family outing and um we we haven't done that with the kids uh before we had kids we would actually i think found a tree online uh we just bought it at a store it's like this is our christmas tree now and it's a fake tree and i was never really into the fake trees but honestly like it's so much easier if you have the storage for them you just kind of put them up and you're done you decorate them you're good to go you don't have to make sure they're alive you just have to make sure they make it in and out of the box without wrecking it every year uh but uh you know it kind of got a little out of hand like i think when we bought every time we we would move or bought a house in like the January time frame, we would find all the Christmas trees go on sale, like ridiculous prices, 60% off, 75% off. Like you're getting a $500 tree for like a hundred bucks. And I think that's what we ended up doing when we moved into this place is in the January time frame, we got a tree at Canadian Tire, which was the, our much larger one for like a hundred or 60 bucks. And it was like a $300 tree. And um, we haven't got a real one since. I think maybe once the kids are a little older, we might get a real one i know you can kind of like do the experience of getting a, a fake or a real tree like with the cutting and, and the sawing and whatnot um and that might be like closer to what i did as a kid um but yeah i don't know uh i'm i'm kind of fine with the fake tree uh and and obviously ashley as well i mean it, it's kind of led to the point where you have more than one tree in the house when you when you go fake if you're going real you only usually have one and that's your that's your 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 path uh yeah yeah it is interesting because we both have different like we've had these reversals where i was fake tree my whole life and now I'm real tree again for laziness reasons and you are you know have been real tree your whole life tradition and now you're like fake tree for uh christmas reasons so i mean it is uh it is what it is but there's no wrong there's no wrong answer here um, and uh, who knows? I might be back on the fake tree wagon as soon as uh, as soon as next year. Yeah. Well, I know uh, Ashley growing up did fake trees because one of her sisters is allergic 
to uh, Christmas trees. And I guess she would break out one one year that they were setting up a, fa- a real tree and she just broke out and it was like, oh, I guess we're going fake from now on. I don't know if she's like still allergic, but um, that was the reason she went fake trees and uh, kind of adopted that. But, you know, I mean, I just I imagine that led to a huge argument in the family where uh, where Ashley's putting up these re- like seven real trees in the living room. <laughs> and it's like, no, I want my Christmas trees. And her, her sister's like rolling on the ground in hives, scratching herself, being like, no, no, I can't take it anymore. But uh, but I'm glad that they resolved it. Yeah, that was like a really good dramatic, you know, uh, reenactment that I'm sure would be just heralded by the Hallmark channels of all the worlds. Um I mean, you, you do mention, like, obviously Christmas trees. We're, we're in the Christmas season. Like, right now, my store, like, obviously we'll have one more episode before the holidays, and it'll be just narrowly making it. I, we probably need to, like, check double-check. I think we'll be, yeah, just narrowly doing one more episode before the holidays. All schedules work out. So I don't want to, like, inundate people with a bunch of holiday talk, but, like, we're getting into the, like, this is day four, um... I don't think the Christmas music is quite hit for us. Like we, because we're not going out and because we're not really listening to the radio, we have to subject ourselves to it and it's not happening a ton. Um, but Ashley does the Nook, the, or no, uh, I should say Nook is what we named our elf, but she does the elf on the shelf thing, which I know is like, I can, I can just hear you laughing, even though you've muted yourself. <laughs> That's probably why you muted yourself. Um, so every day, Usually she'll move it because she's got like this, and I swear, Ashley, I'm not poking fun. I think it's great. Uh, she's got this gallery on her phone of all the different things that Nook does uh, or is going to do. And um, so Nook, this morning I got up and I got up before Ashley and like Nook has like rolled, been in this piece of toilet paper and rolled himself down the stairs. And if the kids touch the elf, it supposedly it loses its magic and then can't report to Santa. So I... <laughs> In order to stop the kids from picking up, and obviously Isabel from picking up, because she is moving and grabbing and just doing everything she can, we have to put the extra gate on the stairs, because she is literally pulling herself up the stairs now, which is fun and early. Uh, But I had to, in order for the kids to not freak out, I had to go get tongs from the kitchen, pick Nook up by the tongs, and then put him strategically into the tree and be like, okay, Nook Nook has TP'd our tree, and that's what's happening. Like... (laughs) I'm unfortunately all you're drunk, Nick. Go home. Yeah, you're drunk, Nook. Definitely. I mean, our Nook is certainly a little sassy. He gets up to some stuff in in the night, and uh, you see that. You see the the results of said sassiness. Um, so he's he's not. He, it's funny. He's the one usually causing the trouble. It's like he rushes to see Santa, reports in, and then he's got like a th- two hour window once he gets back to just do whatever he wants, and he just tries to like fit it all in, like have a beer cook a chicken just do everything i don't know why those two came to mind <laughs> um, sounds like a busy elf i know i know uh but we're doing advent calendars i'm uh, judging by your tweet you're also doing advent calendars with the kids yeah 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 we've got um it's funny we went to this purdy's chocolate uh it's kind of like this fancy chocolatier i was getting my wife um the uh, a box of chocolates as part of her gift, uh, birthday gift, and they had advent calendars, and so I got them. But they're like villages that you set up, so every little house and tree has a chocolate in it. We you have to put the chocolates in it in them because of COVID, whatever they didn't they didn't do them up uh, themselves. But it's normally it's normally we have one of those just regular plain Jane ones. I think we've been using lint ones past couple of years. So this one is kind of fun because it's got like the numbers and Gwen like I. We, we set up their villages, their advent villages, really like symmetrically and in a neat way. And, and then Gwen just went down and put them in like she found all the numbers and put them like from 1 to 24. She's like, nope, this number 1, 2, 3, 4. And it's just like a, a, a giant line of these things. So every day she just goes down, grabs the next one in line and stuff. And now Clara is getting it too. Clara, again, is like a two-year-old. So she's she's just like having sort of her Christmas awakening this year, which is pretty fun nice. to see. And now there's like this countdown to Christmas and she she gets it. So yeah, she's enjoying the advent calendars. What are you guys doing for advents? Well, we just do the um, the budget dollar store ones, like the really crappy, you know, not crap. I mean, crappy in comparison to like a a, a super 
fancy chocolatier advent calendar and i know um you can get like i think what we did was we we focused more on like the the um the licensed character uh um advent calendars ashley usually buys them on sale and the chocolate lasts forever and it, it tastes it's it's a good like sort of like it's not good chocolate but it gets your day going i guess um so like Caden has a paw patrol one abby has a frozen one i've got marvel and, and ashley's got a christmas one and um yeah every morning we help them find uh if they can't find the the number they open it up they eat it nothing crazy but ashley did get this really cool book advent calendar so that's sort of our premium advent calendar experience it was on amazon i think she got it on sale maybe half price and it's a nickelodeon uh book advent calendar and it's this huge book um like picture novelty check size if you think of a book a huge book and like it opens up and inside it are 24 mini books based on a bunch of nickelodeon products like um dora paw patrol um uh, blues clues and a couple others and the kids have really enjoyed like finding their book every morning and and uh checking it out it's like oh today's paw patrol or today's what's this oh dora i don't know i don't watch that well that's interesting so they've been really appreciating that um and i i highly re- recommend it if your kids are into books like if you can find one of those i think they would really dig it and it's not chocolate so it's a nice sort of morning experience you can give them a quick read while they're having their breakfast uh you also mentioned malls and santa in malls and i don't know if you have this in your mall or if you're even going near there because i know you're in a bit of a different situation than i am uh but we actually had photos done with santa at our mall and it was obviously different it was it was it was well set up obviously everyone's taking the proper covid uh, precautions um Santa's sort of set up in his own little fenced off area behind this like bench and Santa's wearing a mask. Everyone's wearing a mask, obviously, except for Isabel, because she's a rebel. Also, she can't wear a mask. She's very young. Uh, we, we're all wearing masks and there's like a little bench in front of Santa and you all kind of like crowd on the bench in front of Santa with proper distancing. They take your photo and you pay online. It's all done online. So it's all set up ahead of time. You have your scheduled time. So there's no line around the block. It's just you come at your window from 11 to 11.15 or whatever. And we got our photos done with Santa. Like, obviously not the same as what would normally be done, but kind of like as close as you can get. And I think I've talked about this a couple times in the show. It's just really interesting to see the way some industries have adapted to our current COVID scenarios, right? Like, it's been it's been interesting to see some of those traditions live on even if it is just social or physical distancing and wearing a mask right like the bare minimum um and and obviously sanitizing but uh, it was a it was a good experience and it was well done i mean the struggle there is like well what happens when you know we're like an hour to 45 minutes away from a lockdown area what happens when those folks start coming here to do like the santa stuff like that's all a, a little bit of a concern but we got in there early, we got it done, and I think the kids were really appreciative that they got to to see Santa and and all that. So yeah, we, we did get and when Santa, Santa and when Santa is carted away to the ICU <laughs> due to the exposure of countless little grubby kids, i hope you'll feel good about it, Ryan, you cold hearted bastard. But like I, like fine. here's yeah, here's the thing: is that uh, is that that's not happening here. Like, there's no, to my knowledge, Santa is is Dunzo in malls, um, and uh, we are. I am in a bigger urban metropolitan area, uh, you know, so uh, it could be could be related to that. But um, but yeah, the the mall near our house is a smaller mall, and it is one where Santa would definitely be if he, you know, if he could be. And there was no Santa this year, although my daughter, the the one that's old enough to b- bug us about it, is is completely like for yeah she totally gets it she's like santa doesn't want covid why would he come here and um i get that yeah and uh and clara obviously is is too young to really really um think about it and next year will be a, a good one for us though so i'm excited for that ryan did you have any final christmasy thoughts before we shut down for the eve yeah oh well uh, one last one that just popped in my head speaking of santa uh santa claus parades was another one that's sort of gotten hit by you know covid and i've seen uh, i we're gonna experience another one probably this next weekend i think 
Uh, but one we already did is uh, a little town outside of Peterborough in Lakefield did a drive-by uh, Santa. <laughs> Let me finish that. Thought. A drive-by Santa parade where Santa is stationary and the parade is sort of along, you know, uh, a side street on the one side or on both sides, and 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 it just kind of instructed everyone. It was like a drive-through parade. So we were driving through the parade and we were waving to Santa, and I, and again, it was this. It was a nice. It was a nice way to see like it be done safely without just being like, ah, oh, we'll cancel and do it next year. Even though it is like this very. I know the the Santa Claus parades. They collect a lot of like uh, donate food donations and stuff. And obviously, there's this there's a, an actual good that comes like tangible good as opposed to just showing people a bunch of floats and and wasting a bunch of gas. But in this case, it would bring a lot of food donations. So they were able to do that and get the kids their Santa fix through a parade. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, the other one, obviously, is one where I think the Santa a, a smaller version of the parade is just doing like a like a drive around town. And they're kind of like building their uh, parade uh, route based on people who sign up online. So we're going to see how that one works out next weekend. And I'll be able to report back next week. But again, it's just really cool to see this uh, just just ingenuity coming around with uh, with COVID and stuff. So, yeah, uh, just actually, Ryan, you should note this timestamp because I just want to say that my... My wonderful wife uh, did uh, did like um, through the we have like a food bank, a local food bank, the Park, Parkdale Food Center, and you can sponsor a family. And she sponsored a family. She organized all of that this year. And we went today to sort of drop off the the gifts. It's like sort of more this year. It's more like um, gift certificates as opposed to like bringing the meal or anything like that. Have some some gifts, but it was a it's a very uh, rewarding thing, and uh, I would just say like now is the time to our listeners if you are um, if you are more affluent than those that are in need and you're able to give, uh, then you can uh, sponsor us on Patreon by uh, <laughs> for less than a cup of coffee. No, I'm just kidding. You should, at, you should look at you should look at your you should look at your your local uh, food banks and some of the folks that. That, that may need it during this time there's no greater gift that you could give during the time of covid than something like that so yeah. uh, just just to shout it and as much as i would like to toot my own horn and make me sound amazing for it once again what's my wonderful wife's doing again jesse if you're listening just listen to this part and the part earlier you can skip all the ryan stuff um true. and uh, <laughs> and and you'll be good so yeah no that's a very very good point and um another thing you can be on the lookout like toy drives is another one that's still going on they're doing they're taking proper precautions and um they're not like letting a giant pile of toys collect they're actually removing toys you know every couple days to kind of sanitize them and let them sit for a bit um locally here our police station has uh taken names of seniors who who don't have a lot of you know people to celebrate christmas with them or don't have a lot of money to buy themselves stuff for christmas and they've created like little uh cards that they've put on this christmas tree in the police station here so we went in and we grabbed a name and we were able to buy some gifts for you know a, a senior in need so there's there's lots of opportunities to sort of uh, give back and like you said food banks um, you know even giving food banks money like you said they have buying power I think here the local numbers like they have 10 times the buying power so if you give them 20 bucks they can buy like $200 worth of food with that um, I don't know how that works out but I you know they buy in bulk and stuff so they have special deals so there's a lot of that going around so definitely look into it and um, yeah definitely enjoy the season for sure uh, but that is going to do it for our shorter show. Crofton, how are your legs? I will, I will tell you, Ryan. <laughs> that he's, he's uh, speechless. The, the, not only did they hurt, but I, I'm willing to admit that I cheated. Ooh. And I sat down a couple of times when I muted. And you were like, at one point, I was laughing. And you're like, oh, you're laughing. But your mic is needed. I was seated at that point. I needed, I needed a break. Joke's and on me. Not like, here's the thing. My legs obviously super ripped muscular whatever but uh i i'm in the basement and i think that like i'm not wearing slippers uh uh or shoes and i think that like under this very thin carpet is uh cement and i'm starting starting to feel it quite a bit so note to self when using the stand of the sit stand desk i should wear slippers uh, or something yeah. get a stress so mat. um yeah yeah, maybe I'll do that, Ryan. Maybe I yeah. will. 
wait till the new year or put it on your Christmas list or wait till the new year when we have a what well, we have our Patreon set up and one of the goals will be uh get Croft in a stress mat and it'll be like the fifteen dollar goal. Very simple. Uh we'll get there and you'll get your stress mat. Does that sound good? Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Yeah, that'll be another stretch goal. Um, Crofton just does that in a special episode. I have no idea. We're still obviously still working on it, but um, stay tuned to that in the new year. Focus on the holiday season, giving and and, uh, helping people out in need. Uh, We will be back for one more episode before the uh, Christmas season. And um, we'll obviously be back afterwards to describe all the fun we had and and all that. But uh, you can visit us on the web tgistudios.com slash dad email the show dad at tgistudios.com you can follow us on twitter you can find me at r murphy and crofton at crofton steers that's going to do it for this episode of dungeons and diapers have a great couple weeks and see you next episode she sells seashells by the seashore that one's really hard yeah no see damn it see seashells no wait she sells she sells by the seashore see i did it now there's a little bit of slip up almost you sounded like a drunk person but that was pretty close i have been drinking so seashells wait oh no now i've done it i've infected you (laughs) i'm broken i I you broke my superpower